Good morning, good morning, and welcome once again to another episode of Spiritual Fortitude with Dr. Angela Kennel. I am just so happy and blessed to be here. This is the day that the Lord has made, so let us all rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. I just want to say good morning, good morning to each and every person that has an ear to hear. I'm just blessed and grateful that my guests made it here safely. Rob and I made it here safely too. So God is just wonderful, just wonderful. And I'm going to bring my guest in soon. But right now, I just want to take this um, opportunity to thank um, my sister um, in Christ, Dr. Michelle S. Thomas. Um, the Exceptional Woman's Tour was yesterday here um, in the city of Atlanta, and I had the opportunity to serve on one of the panels, and it was a blessing. And I just want to just say thank you, my sister, and God is doing some great things for you, through you, and to you, and it is going to continue to grow. Um, and it, I, I, I can't even explain the magnitude of what it's going to be, but just understand, Dr. Thomas, that... Um, your territory is is definitely enlarging after yesterday what what i witnessed it is enlarging and i stand in agreement uh with that i want to um to say good morning to my dad and my brother um edward senior and edward jr <laughs> sorry brother i got to put that out there but i do want to cr- congratulate my brother he is um doing something that uh i've definitely been praying for and he has decided to complete his college degree and he is currently a student here at Morris Brown College and I'm just so excited for him he made that decision on his own which allowed me to celebrate him and and understand that you know God's timing is perfect and so the fact that you know he wanted to do it and do it here just warms my heart and um, our family is excited for him And uh, I just pray blessings on you, brother, and I know that you are going to do well uh, with your time here at Morris Brown College, and I can't even imagine what God is going to do once you finish. So just uh, stay focused, and and let's get to graduation, all right? (laughs) And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know that um, continue to stay encouraged. It's something about God's timing when we allow him When we allow his time, our timing is always going to be off when we try to rely on that. Rely on your time never. That's bad advice. If anybody tell you, you do what you want to do on your own time, you share your life, you do what you want to do, no. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. I don't agree with that. I totally believe that if you submit to the Lord and allow his timing to operate in your life, Everything will happen when it's supposed to and how it's supposed to. Because when we intercede and when we try to put our own will in it, everything just falls out of whack. Things don't take place the way that they should. And we end up with issues and problems that God didn't intend for us to have to deal with. So I just implore you, wait on the Lord. That's biblical too. It's in the word of God. He told us to wait for a reason. So wait on him and allow him to operate in your life. Let's go before God in prayer. Father God, thank you so very much for yet another day. I honor you and I give you praise because on the way here, 
you allowed me once again to watch you crack that sky and i'm just so grateful for the light your light your perfect light and then you decided to put a little orange and pink in the sky to go with it too so i'm grateful for that i always adore the way that you paint the sky in the morning time and i just honor you so much for another opportunity to sit in this seat and drive your show from beginning to the end and i thank you for your presence I pray that everyone that has an ear to hear to this episode this morning, that they will be blessed by the words that will be spoken, not only by myself, but through my guest, Mr. Daryl Smith. And I thank you so much for him and continue to bless him and his family. And I plead the blood of Jesus over everything that he does, Lord, for your glory. I honor you and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, our Selah moment, mm, one of my favorites. Our Selah moment is Alpha and Omega by Israel and New Breed. Give you all, we give you all, we give you all, we give you all. 
worship you lord you are so worthy always worthy to be praised if that didn't put you in a place i don't know where we'll <laughs> uh, i want to uh say good morning to my sister uh dr wanda hudson thank you so much for tuning in sis i always look for your text so thank you so much it's just something about your presence with me um, every sa uh, Sunday morning, you know, it's, it's certain people I know and expect to hear. So you and my brother and my aunt Barbara and my aunt Julia and and uh, Mama Sylvia, I, I do. I, I look for y'all every morning, every Sunday morning. So thank you so much for, for rocking with me. Oh, yeah, my cousin Sonia, 
uh, Tell, yeah, Sonya. It's it's a few devoted listeners that that do let me know that that they are present, and I I'm so grateful for all my listeners. Let me know that you're tuning in too, because I I love to acknowledge that it's something about the support of your family, um, friends, just everybody in the community. And so I I just want you to know that uh, I don't take that lightly at all. So thank you so much for tuning in. I just had to get that out. But let me get to my guest today. Mr. Daryl L. Smith. Daryl is a seasoned preacher, motivational and inspirational speaker with over 20 years of expertise in youth development. He specializes in positively impacting and inspiring today's youth, adept at leveraging personal experiences as a foster child growing up in New York to transform the lives of others. He's known for energy, drive, and commitment to assist youth in becoming the best that they can be. Mr. Smith, or I finally call him Daryl, thank you, sir. (laughs) He grew up in the projects of New York. After graduating from high school, he drifted and found himself in the United States Marine Corps. It was then that he realized he was not a statistic, but a value to mankind. Amen. While serving two years in the United States Marine Corps, Darrell received the National Defense Medal, a Certificate of Commendation, and became Marine of the Month. After an injury, he was honorably discharged from the Marines in April of 1994. Upon leaving the United States Marine Corps, Darrell was given an opportunity to work for the Metro Atlanta Boys and Girls Club. He worked for 20 years at several sites impacting thousands of youth in Fulton, Cobb and Coweta County areas. In 2011, Darrell decided to become a motivational speaker. He has spoken at several of the elementary, middle, and high schools throughout Coweta County. He leaves the kids with the same message, become a success and not a statistic. Amen. His charismatic, energetic, and unconventional speaking style delivers a strong message while keeping kids and adults on edge. Well, in 2012, Daryl accepted his call to ministry and became a licensed minister in 2014. Daryl's favorite scripture is Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it, carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. In 2016, he accepted the call and became an area director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He served, in the beginning, he served two middle schools and one high school. But in June of 2017, he accepted God's call to go to South Metro Fellowship of Christian Athletes where he now serves 11 high schools and two middle schools in Clayton and Spalding counties. Daryl is quoted in saying, when it is all over and my eyes closed, I want to know I changed and inspired lives as well as did what God purposed me on this earth to do. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, my guest. Mr. Daryl L. Smith. Welcome to Spiritual Fortitude. Man, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I am glad to be here. I am too. 
Man, okay, so we've been following each other for a number of years on uh-huh. Twitter. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't even remember how, but I just know that I better see something posted by you every uh-huh. day when I scroll through. I'm like, there he goes, there he goes. And, mm-hmm. and God put it on my heart, like, it's time for y'all to meet and talk. Yeah. And so I'm just so thankful for your yes when I reached yeah. out. Yeah. Man, that excited me. And now you're here. Yeah, God's timing. God's timing. Man, God's been showing out this morning in the studio <laughs> too, y'all. <laughs> you only knew. <laughs> His timing is definitely perfect. But um, I just want you to know that just reading your bio alone, I'm grateful for your obedience. Because taking on the position, well, first of all, saying yes to being called to ministry, mm-hmm. but taking on our youth the way that you do, our young men especially, that's not easy. No, no. That's not easy. No. Not easy at all. Um, and I, I definitely want to get into that. But mm-hmm. my question to you is, mm-hmm. You're from New York, mm-hmm. New York City. How how was that growing up? Uh, it was it was tough. Um, uh, growing up uh, in the foster care system, mm-hmm. feeling rejected, wow. um, not understanding, uh, you know how the dynamics were, where my younger brother and sister could still stay with my mom. But I had to be in foster care. But then even in foster care, everybody had a brother and sister with them. Right. But what, what was so much of a blessing was my foster mom, mm-hmm. as a, uh, uh, Ruth Burton, mm-hmm. she would just always love on me wow. and, 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 and try to keep the pain at bay. Yeah. And, um, you know, she would always say, Daryl, you're an eagle. That's why you're alone. And I never understood that until, you know, maybe a couple of years ago. Right. Um, when someone gave me a picture of an eagle and, and I realized that eagle don't fly in flocks. They sure don't. <laughs> no. Nah. So it was rough um, just being a foster kid, um, trying to navigate your identity. Yes. Um, and then to really, like, like, I didn't want to hear God. Mm-hmm. Like, I already knew God was tugging at me. And um, I remember one day, man, I, I, I remember one day I got so mad at God, threw the Bible out the window. Wow. Because I was so in so much pain, like, yeah. why can't I be with my mom? Why can't I be with my dad? Mm-hmm. And I remember Mama Ruth, I guess she was sitting, wherever she was sitting, she saw the Bible fall. She got that Bible in and she popped me. She said, you can be mad at me, you can be mad at everybody, but you never, never be mad at God. And that stuck with me. And um, maybe years later, I started watching Dr. Fred Price. Mm, okay. <laughs> so yes, I'm sir. T- I'm going some years back. Yes, sir. And I would emulate him. I would grab a comb and be like, evidence, <laughs> evidence. Mm-mm. And so, you know, I always, I always, I guess I knew, uh-huh. but didn't understand it. And so, but it was part of my journey. I always yeah. compare my foster years to what joseph went through in egypt that's right and it was really preparing me and and the pain 
wasn't to destroy me. It was to prepare me for other people's pain. Mm -hmm. And so when I go in to do ministry, I try to identify the pain because when you, when you, when you know the pain, then you know how to treat it. Yes, sir. And so from there, I never forget where I come from. I never forget my background. I never forget my pain. I, I've learned to heal. And that's where I almost messed up Mm -hmm. was I was holding on to the pain and God was like, no, let me heal you of it and let it be a point of reference. And so it was from that, that I understood what brokenness was, rejection was. Mm -hmm. And, and to be honest with you, a lot of these young men and young women and even coaches I serve, like they love God. Mm -hmm. They just don't know how to navigate to him. And, and so that's, once I'm able to identify that, it's a lot easier. Yes, sir. But but it was rough growing up, um, being teased, ostracized, mm-hmm. um, confused, um, because eventually my father would come and get me on the weekends, mm-hmm. but I could never understand why I couldn't go with him. Oh, and God. and so there was a lot of trauma there. But again, God was like this is part of your path. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just very grateful and thankful that um, God's hand was on me. I always yeah. tell people, God protected me from a lot growing up, mm-hmm. but he didn't save me until I asked to be saved. Amen. Amen. So he kept letting me fight. Um, the, the analogy I always use is this. You can be in the water fighting the water because you're drowning. Yes, sir. That lifeguard ain't jumping in until you stop fighting. Mm, mm-hmm. Once you go under and you stop fighting, that's when the lifeguard goes in. Because if the lifeguard goes in while you're fighting, you take them down with you. My God. So God waited for me to stop fighting. Yes, sir. And it was there that I was able to say, you know what, God, I want to emulate. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell the kids. Following Christ ain't hard because we were taught in preschool or elementary, and they look at me. Mm-hmm. I say, how many of y'all play Simon Says? And they'll raise their hand. Uh-huh. I say, well, who's Simon? And they look at me. I say, I, I've, I've Googled him. I can't find him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he looked like. <laughs> wow. But I listen to everything he tell me to do. Mm-hmm. So if I can listen to Simon, who I've never saw, right. I can listen to Jesus, who I never saw. Amen. Yeah, so so it's all about perspective and, and how we just look at um, the navigation of what Christ wants in our lives. Yes, sir. Um, and I tell them, being a follower of Christ mm-hmm. makes doesn't negate me bad things. It just shows me who I can go to when it's bad. That's right. Amen. Ooh. Now... With you, with with you, just just from what you told me now, I I truly understand why you do what you do. I get it now. I I totally get that, and I can appreciate your passion even more for what you're doing. And growing up the way that you did, and finishing high school, and you went on to the Marines, um, was your was did your faith grow even stronger while in the military? <laughs> well, let's start the senior year of high school, right? Okay, okay. 
So I remember my my eighth grade year, I got into a fight, uh-huh. and I got thrown through a window, and I was unconscious. My God. When I woke up, I, I, I saw my dad for the first time. <sighs> and I remember his first words to me was, you keep this up, you'll be dead by the time you're 18. My God. April 28th, 1988, exactly at 9 o'clock, I got robbed at gunpoint. Four years later. And I remember the guy say, pull the trigger. And as I'm looking down the barrel of the gun, Mm -hmm. a cop car comes past, and the guys take off running. Oh, Jesus. And so I go to school the next day, and I'm shook. Mm -hmm. And I remember the teacher saying, that's God's defining moment in your life to let you know that he has something for you to do. Mm. My God. And so, fast forward uh, some years later, mm-hmm. uh, I decided to join the United States Marine Corps. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. So, I go through boot camp. They were trying to make me a leader because I was tall, mm-hmm. and I just didn't want no parts of it. I just wanted to go through mm-hmm. the motions. And I would always get in trouble because I wouldn't take a leadership approach. Oh, man. And I was like, I just want to go through, get through the boot camp. And and they were just angry, like all of the dr- drill instructors were upset with me. God. And they were like, man, you don't understand what's in you. Mm-hmm. So I graduate boot camp, and we and I, I'm under what's called open contract. That means I can get any military job in, in that they have in, wow. in the Marine Corps. Okay. But 90% of the people that are open contract either become cooks or grunts. Oh. Uh. And grunts are the people that that are in the in basically all they do is train in the woods all day. Oh wow! So I'm like, man, God, I ain't feeling this. <laughs> so as they calling off the names for the cooks, my name ain't called. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> they called off the name for the grunts. I was like, oh, thank you. So they called motor transport, uh-huh. but I didn't say anything. But I didn't know how to drive. Oh, wow. But I wasn't going to say a word because <laughs> I'm not trying to be a cook or a grunt. Right. So I get to, I get to my duty station, and I never forget, I never forget um, the guy that was the instructor, the driving instructor. Uh-huh. He gets in, and he says, okay, start the car. And I'm like, sir, I can't. He's like, what you mean you can't? I was like, I don't know how to drive. Oh, my God. He was like, you don't have a driver's license? I was like, no, sir. He said, I'll be right back. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes into the office, comes back, and slams a Bible on the dashboard. says, get over. <laughs> so I get on the passenger side. He takes me out to Camp Lejeune, takes me out somewhere in the woods. And he said, just drive. And so I'm just driving, learning how to drive. And it's a Hummer. Oh, like, like, uh, okay, wait, wait, wait. It's wait. a military Hummer. Oh, God. And so I'm just driving around. Just making sure I don't hit trees yeah. like people drive bumper cars, <laughs> and I'm that's how I learned how to drive. Golly! And um and he would just always give me scripture, and so uh there was like uh, it's like all right we moving up to the trucks, so I'm scared. Now they show us this video where this marine has ran over this car, uh-huh. and fatally killed someone right before I go on the road. Like oh, I, I wow. and I never drove. And he said, God did not give you the spirit of fear. Amen. So I learned how to drive the, those big trucks you see on the highway. Yeah. I'm driving them with no driver's license. Oh I'm just driving. <laughs> and um, um, so 
I had, I don't know if it's still the highest, but at the time I had the highest um, score when it came to military parking. Really? Yeah, in the Marine Corps. Um, and it was funny because, like, I didn't have a driver's license. I'm done. And so <laughs> that's when I knew God was with me. <laughs> everywhere, yeah. everywhere. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, God wanted me to be in motor transport. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was it was amazing. Were you, were you in your head praying? No, I always knew that God was with me. Mm -hmm. But when I went in the Marine Corps, I didn't, I thought I had to go back to that New York mindset. Mm. And I felt like if I started, like, being with God, like, I left my Bible with my pastor. Wow. And I said, I'll, I'll let you know when I need it. Mm. And because <laughs> I thought I needed that hood mentality to be a Marine. Right. It wasn't until I got in the Marine Corps and I got a ride on a lot of those elements uh -huh. that I was like, oh, snap. And so I remember after I got to my first duty station and I really got to partying, I was like, yo, I'm spiraling out of control. Oh, wow. And I remember calling my pastor and was like, yo, I think you need to send me my Bible. Sent it gladly. Oh yeah, he gladly <laughs> sent it. So, Man. but yeah, so it, it the Marine Corps was good. Mm -hmm. It was it was it was good. Um, it taught me a lot of lessons, a lot of stories. Like I said, I got to be in the inauguration parade of uh, Bill Clinton coming awesome. in. So I ended up getting a certificate of accommodation. A um, couple of months later, I ended up injuring my knee real bad. Mm -hmm. uh, tore my my meniscus and my ACL. And all the cartilage in my leg, and at the time, my my sergeant nominated me to be a Marine of the Month, and I had to do certain things a healthy Marine do. I had to do it with a cane. Oh goodness! And I remember just—I don't remember the questions, but I just remember answering the questions with a lot of confidence. And I remember uh, once I left uh, the base. Uh, master sergeant came to me and he says, I've seen a lot of Marines, but I haven't seen none with your fortitude. Wow. And I think God was trying to tell me back then mm -hmm. that I had a lot of the things needed to do what I do now as an urban missionary. Amen. But I just, again, never put the pieces together. Mm -hmm. But my Marine Corps life, when I, I tell anybody, man, was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of lessons learned. Um, and I realized God didn't want to keep me in there long because I was out of there in like a couple of months after injuring my knee. Wow. Golly. So leaving the Marine Corps, mm -hmm. what brought you to Georgia? Uh, the major uh, knew I had a temper. Okay. And the last thing he wanted was a Marine with a temper back in New York. Mm, okay. <laughs> So he made a couple of phone calls, called a friend of his, uh -huh. and basically I got to Atlanta, uh, didn't know anybody, um, but there was a Marine getting out that was from Atlanta, uh -huh. and so they paired us up, and I stayed with him for a couple of months, and they connected me with the Boys and Girls Club of wow. Metro Atlanta. Oh, my goodness. And so I kind of worked myself up through the ranks of, of from being part-time all the way to what you call a senior executive director that was over six clubs. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
um, I thought that was my niche. I thought that was God's way of saying, okay, here's your purpose. Mm -hmm. And so through just doing different things, leading um, committees, programs, facilities, staff, Mm -hmm. faculty, um, I just thought I was in my niche. Mm -hmm. And uh, boom, (laughs) I had back surgery in 20 years. Uh, it, 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 again, I didn't understand it, but you know, I was recovering. I was on long, short-term, long-term disability. Mm-hmm. And I get a phone call from the company that I impacted so many kids and adults. And they're like, we got to let you go. Man. And I just couldn't understand why. Mm-hmm. Like, I just couldn't understand it. And I was like angry with God. Cause I was like, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But then I remember what God said, you know, what my foster mom said, you can be mad at anybody, but you don't be mad at God. (laughs) And so um, one of my board members worked for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Mm -hmm. He said, man, I think this is God. He said, but I'm going to stay out of it because you got to know it's God for yourself. Right. And not not maybe too much longer, maybe a couple of weeks after that, it was like, okay, all right, God, you want me to come? All right. And so... (laughs) Um, I'm running from it, though. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't embraced it. And I went to a unemployment ministry called Job Seekers. Wow. And I'm in there, and the guy says, I got the perfect job for you, Operation Mobilization. Mm. I'm like, okay. So I do the research on it, and then I say, hey, man, explain what this business model is. He says, oh, you got to raise your money so you can get a paycheck. They don't have a pot of money like most wow. organizations. Ooh. I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm out. And so two weeks later, God still had been, God was at this point, was like, if you trust me, I'll I'll take care of you. So I said, okay, God, cool. My friend comes back and says, the Lord says you, you got to come to FCA. My God. So I'm like, I'm in. Let's go. My God. He says, yeah, but I got to tell you something. I was like, what? He said, you got to raise all your money. My God. And I was like, every last cent? He was like, yeah, you got to raise it all so you can work. Right. And I was like, all right. Mm -hmm. And so a couple of people that really loved me from the board got together. Mm -hmm. And I took a $30,000 pay cut to come on with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Jesus. uh, To start in uh, Coweta County. Wow. And um, I was there about 18 months. Mm -hmm. Before God sent me to Clayton wow. and Spalding. We're going to put a pin in it right there. And we are going to, I can't wait to get back to that. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Oh, way interested. Um, because of the Clayton connection. So, uh-huh. yeah, we have to finish talking about that. But yeah. right now, we're going to get into the Spiritual Fortitude Praise Break. Our song today is I Got It by Pastor Mike Jr. It's the Spiritual Fortitude Phrase Break on 102.6, The Situation.
Once again, that was the Spiritual Fortitude Praise Break. I got it by Pastor Mike Jr. The Spiritual Fortitude Praise Break is sponsored by Anointed Aromas, which is owned and operated by Apostle Lawanda Peters. Good morning, Apostle Peters. Anointed Aromas provides organic hand-poured candles, affirmation candles, wax melts, oils, room sprays, body sprays, and more. There are a wide variety of fragrances like cherry limeade, sour green apple, pineapple, citrus blend, lemongrass sage, pineapple mango, sleep well, stress relief, sinus relief, and she has some new fragrances coming out for the fall season to name a few. 
Order yours today at LawandaPeters.com forward slash shop. And our um, small business sound off uh, today, I have um, three three representatives today. I'm, I'm just so excited. We, we getting up there. So the first one that I'd like to mention is Heart of Love Outreach Ministries by one of my previous guests, Pastor Mary James. Heart of Love Outreach Ministries um, is uh, holding a training seminar September 17th, 2022 from 11 a.m. to 2 o'clock p.m at 1475 East Fayetteville Road in Riverdale, Georgia. You know, Pastor Mary James, that is the minister in the streets of Riverdale. You know, if you want to catch her, you can catch her on Highway 85 at any given day. So, uh, yes, she's holding a training seminar. I'm sure this is about outreach into the community, ministering, uh, ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if you're interested in training and learning about the foundation of the church, uh, contact Pastor Mary James at 770-896-9133, or you can email her at cellarbell, that's C-E-L-L-E-R-B-E-L-L, at yahoo.com. Our other uh, nonprofit that I want to speak of is, um, oh, wow, where is it? Okay, it's um, the uh, Community Concerns Incorporated. Uh, which is a nonprofit here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, just to give you a short background, it's an agency committed to assisting the homeless and the working poor, and uh, they're holding their um, fall brunch, which is coming up um, October 1st from 11 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m., and it's being held at Hammond's House Museum, which is at 503 People Street in southwest Atlanta, um, if you'd like to purchase a ticket to attend because it's going to be music, um, a meal, it's going to be an outdoor event. You're going to have a self-guided tour of uh, the Hammonds House Museum if you've never been. Um, and there is um, a donation uh, that they'd love for you to impart into the organization. So if you go to www.communityconcernsinc.com and get the rest of those details. So... I implore you uh, to look into that if you are in the area at that time. And um, I have a new, a new partner um, of Spiritual Fortitude, and that is P4 Christian Coaching Institute, which was founded by Reverend Dr. Tilda Whitaker Bailey, which was my guest on last weekend. And um, this is geared towards our emerging and existing female ministry leaders. Those of you that have thought about becoming a certified Christian life coach, this is your time. Are you ready to connect the dots to your divine purpose and ministry vision? Are you ready for global impact? Are you ready to establish provision for your vision and execute with accelerated authority? If that is you, this is your opportunity to train and become a certified Christian life coach. And P4 Christian Coaching Institute offers an accessible online self-paced, affordable training program. Um, if you're interested and want more information, you can contact me personally um, at my email address, which is doctor, that's D-R-A-T-K-I-N-N-E-L at spiritualfortitude.org. I have a very special link for you to use. 
if you decide to register and become a student of P4 Christian Coaching Institute. So thank you so much, um, Dr. Tilda Whitaker Bailey, for partnering uh, once again with Spiritual Fortitude. I am just so grateful uh, for your generosity, and uh, I honor that, and God does too. All right, so before I close that out, just so you know, the Small Business Sound Off is available for nonprofits, small businesses, organizations. If you have an announcement or anything of that nature, or you want to just promote your business and your products that you offer, please contact me through my email, and uh, I give you the details on it. That is every Sunday, okay? Thank you so very much. So getting back to my guest, yes. Daryl Smith. Yes. We put a pin in it and stopped <laughs> at you becoming a part of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yes. And you are an area director. Mm -hmm. So now we're at the part where you cover Clayton and Spalding County. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So yeah. how was that? How was that transition? Well, first, let me say to everybody that <clears throat> Fellowship of Christian Athletes is a nonprofit, um, non-denominational sports ministry. Yes. And basically, we focus on uh, seeing the world transformed through coaches and athletes Amen. by leading them to a grown relationship with Christ in the church. Amen. And so to go into Clayton, I knew I couldn't do this alone. Mm-hmm. So I started partnering, um, learning to partner with local churches, okay, um, and um, really get them to see that we this is like doing a mission trip, right? And so we go where we're invited. A coach will let us know, hey, we want FCA a part of our sports program, mm -hmm. and before anybody cringes and say, isn't that a conflict between church and state? As long as we do it before or after school, it is no conflict. So we're able to do ministry on those campuses, um, uh, which I have 11 high school campuses mm -hmm. in the Clayton and Spalding area. Gotcha. <clears throat> wow. So um, establishing those relationships mm -hmm. um, the, the way that you have, mm -hmm. was, it, was it difficult? Yeah. Some churches were looking at me as competition. and what? Yeah. Yeah, there was Man. a lot of times that they looked at me as competition, and I was like, I'm I'm really the doorstop. Right. I'm the person holding. But, again, I think that's, if I can just be frank, I think that's the modern-day church sometimes. Mm -hmm. we, we are competing against each other. When it, when it isn't supposed <clears throat> to be any competition in the kingdom. No. It, the God all. said, God said, the harvest is great. Yes. So there's no competition Come when he on. says the laborers are few. Absolutely. So it, it's so I've been able to um, have some great relationships with some churches in the Clayton County area that saw my vision, saw my passion, saw my love, mm -hmm. um, uh, saw the agape. You yeah. know, you know, you know, you know. It's one thing to have. I always tell kids, Philos love is where I think a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, especially church, we do Come good. On. Yes. But that agape love Ooh. is it takes it to a whole new level. It does. And so when the churches saw that, you know, I was coming with agape, yes, sir. it it basically opened up the door wide. So I have several churches in the area that are doing amazing ministries um, or their pastors are, are serving mm -hmm. in, in that area. Yes, sir. That's awesome. And you serve Spalding County as well? Yes. Okay. 
Yes. Griffin. Yeah, I got Griffin and Spalding. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, with even even with you working with our children, what mm-hmm. what what is their mindset when it comes to the things of 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 Christ? Like, are they aware? That, that, Do they have a lot of questions? They have a lot of questions, but let me start by saying. Jesus said, suffer not the little child. True. But 90% of the churches I I, I talk to the kids that they go to mm-hmm. give 1% of the time, 1% of the funding for the for their youth ministry, but what? expect a 100% return. So, for instance, most churches have a fifth Sunday. Uh-huh. Well, fifth Sundays come three times a year. How? What are you truly investing in your young people? Right. So how do you expect them? Number one, to learn to develop a relationship with Christ mm-hmm. when it's only Easter, Christmas programs, and Fifth Sunday. Nothing in between. Nothing in between. Wow. And so you're wondering why the streets are winning because the streets are giving them love every day. Mm-hmm. And you can't even compete every week. Wow. So we come in once a week and we love on them. Mm-hmm. And we give them, we, we don't water down the scripture. Now, what I do is I give them milk. They're not ready for meat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I give them milk to their strong. Mm-hmm. And so um, they love the consistency. They love when they hear someone that lo- that loves them and never met them before. Right. And there's consistency. They they love it when I come with a pregame meal mm-hmm. and or, or popsicles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I get the popsicles with the sticks on them. And they love them. And they be like, oh, he didn't bring the ghetto popsicles. And I'm like, <laughs> what? like what's the ghetto popsicles? Yeah, what's that? And those are the popsicles that, that are juice and you freeze. Uh-huh. They don't, uh-huh. Those are the ghetto popsicles. They're like, he bringing the good popsicles. Oh he got the one with the stick. Wow. But, but for, for them or to be on the sideline during the game, mm-hmm. like those, I say this. Your presence is more powerful than your speech. Amen. It's the presence. And so I have volunteers. Um, I got one volunteer. He doesn't have an athletic bone in his body. Mm-hmm. But he knows how to love. Amen. He knows how to love. So he'll go to a school and cut the practice field grass wow. every Saturday. Amen. Go every Thursday, speak to the young people. Mm. Bring a pregame meal. Mm-hmm. And so they may not go to his church. Right. But every Thursday they're looking to hear and feel that love from him. So before a game, if he's there, mm-hmm. hey, Pastor, can you pray for me real quick? Mm. And that's what I do. I mobilize ministry to go in and love on those kids. Yes, sir. And I remember one time, and since we'll talk about it, because he'll, he'll vouch for it, Captain Jones did ministry with me at Morrow High School. Yes, sir. And we we would ask the kids about church, and the kids stood up and said, "I can't speak for nobody else, but Thursdays is my church." Amen. So when y'all come, yeah. And so we both of us looked, and we were shocked and amazed. Mm-hmm. And and so we took it even more serious, and we were like, "Okay, this is an extension." Yes. But like I always tell them, I tell them, "Look, man, we only we're Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. We got to get you to the restaurant. Amen. So so we we got to find a church." So that you can be discipled and baptized. Amen. So, um, but but that's what I love about what I do is I get to introduce the gospel yes, or reintroduce it in a way that they're loved. Oh, 
And, and, and so let me say this. The kids love God. Mm-hmm. They pray. Mm-hmm. But they need somebody who can walk with them tangibly and let them understand, like, Jesus loves you. Just because you your lights hang on don't mean Jesus don't love you yeah. or God is not there. Right. Because 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 a lot of times I tell them God ain't a genie. Mm-mm. So you can't rub no lamp Mm-mm. and be like, boom, Mm-mm. like, let me get some food. Right. Like bad things just happen. Yes, sir. But if you trust Christ, he'll work it out. Mm-hmm. And then you could see they can come back, especially if they come back from an injury like, man, Mr. Darrell or pastor, mm-hmm. thank you for praying with me or being with me during this hard time. Um, if you want me to give you, like, just how serious it is. Yes, sir. A couple of months ago, I had a kid text me and told me that he was turning his suicide clock on. My God. And so I, I called him, and I said, here's the number to the suicide hotline. Call them right now. Mm-hmm. And then call me. Whatever time, don't worry about what time it is. Call me after you get off the phone with him. So about an hour later, he calls me. says, Mr. Darrell, I'm fine. They talked me down, boom, boom, boom. And I said, here's what I want you to understand. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. I want you to understand that Jesus did not make a mistake when he made you. Amen. I want you to understand that you have a divine purpose that only you can do. Yes. And the enemy is going to attack the one thing that will shut us all down. Mm-hmm. And that's our mind. And, and I told him, I said, you can get a heart transplant. You can't get a brain transplant. That's true. And so the enemy attacks is our mind. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus tells us to guard it. Guard it. And so it's very important that you guard your mind. Yes, sir. And, and, and understand that Christ will, is going to walk with you through this. And so he felt good that I wasn't condemning him yes, sir. To, for thinking about suicide. Yes, sir. But pouring into him. And so maybe... Maybe about four or five days later, mm-hmm. we were at a football camp. And I joked with him and said, hey, man, it'd be cool if you pray after I speak to the team, mm-hmm. all these teams. He was like, I got you. Yes, sir. I'm thinking he's joking. So we go in, and um, he comes to me and says, let me know when I need to pray. Mm. Long story short, he gets up, and he prays over 450 football players. Oh, God. Where less than a week ago, he was looking at trying to take his life. Jesus. So we, we are doing, we are doing agape ministry. Yes, sir. And, and it's not just the kids. People get excited about me, the kids, but I'm a great support system for the coaches. Amen. So we do monthly Bible studies, um, um, with these coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, it's either myself or volunteers. Yes. Um, we pour into them. We, we bring Chick-fil-A. We mm-hmm. feed them. Yes, While sir. they eat them, we give them the word. Yes, sir. And then we're there to encourage them uh, through the season because the season could be rough, True. you know, even for high school sports. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we, we just we, – we're there for them. And then the beautiful thing is in the summer mm-hmm. we try to raise money so we can send them to FCA sports camps. Oh. So okay. the, so they get to compete in their sport, but at night it's like a chapel session. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. So it. so this past summer, uh, we've had a probably about maybe about I, I I have to I have to get the exact number, but close to about sixty to seventy athletes give their lives to Christ. Amen. And that ultimately 
ultimately it's the goal. Yeah. That's beautiful. Man, Daryl, now you know you're going to have to come back, right? Yeah. You're going to yeah. have to come back because yeah. I, I feel like we only scratched the surface today. Yeah. We've only scratched the surface with you, and I I am I, – I got to have you back. This season, this season, yeah. I've got to have you back. So we're going to talk about oh, it yeah. today because yeah. I, I got to have you back. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just want to thank you again for just being obedient to what God yeah. has called you to do and just keep yeah. pounding, brother. Yeah. Keep pounding. How can um, our listeners um, connect with you? Um, I'm on I'm on all social media platforms. I'm on Instagram, Daryl L. Smith. Uh, both Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh, uh, Facebook, you might not want to uh, <laughs> waste your time. I'm 5,000 in. Um, I don't know how I got 5,000 friends, wow. but um, uh, but uh, Instagram and Twitter, um, if you want to learn about more about Fellowship of Christian Athletes and how you can serve with your time, talents, or treasures, uh, you know, contact me on those on those platforms. Awesome. And thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in today. Father God, we honor you so much for yet another blessed episode. Thank you so much for Pastor Darrell L. Smith and the work that he's doing with the FCA. Continue to cover them and increase their territory, Lord, as they reach the lives of our children, our youth, um, and the coaches uh, in the community. Father God, thank you so much for continuing to cover 102.6 The Situation and our entire family, and we honor you so much for what you're doing and what you're going to do with us. We thank you so much for the increase and for the blessing over this station. And, Lord, we give thanks to 88.3 WTU in Albany, Georgia, for their partnership, and we honor that, Lord, because connection, divine connection, is always, always for your glory. And we thank you so much once again for your love and your grace and your limitless, your limitless mercies, which are new every day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. And once again, five things. You know the drill. Guard your heart. Protect your peace. Pack your patience. Stay in your lane. And most of all, as Christ commanded, walk in love. Take care.